Welcome to the Black Boy Joy Show. It's me, RV, and I'm here with John Gabriel and DV and our Black Boy of the Day, <laughs> Mr. Sean Johnson. How you guys doing? What's up? Everybody doing all right? Doing well. Yes. Can't what complain, we um? Can't complain. God's good. Okay. What we uh? What we sipping on today? Of course, for me, water. Uh, uh, that you know what? Yes, we should be. Dr- everybody should be drinking water today, huh? Nine point six. Yeah, you know, for me, I did, and actually, I had water um, just a little bit ago. But I had my little daiquiri moment mm. um, on the weekend. I don't know. I got a lot of hits, you know, because I haven't done any, you know, like drinking, drinking in a while. Mm. I was told. I'm ready to lay off the daiquiris a little bit. Oh. But I mean, except for this past weekend, I've been good for the last two or three months. So, mm. yeah. Okay. So, Ain't nothing wrong with that. Child, I tried yeah, to, I I tried to drink, cut back. I can drink one every day, just about. <laughs> I, I, I always do my wine. <laughs> I love my wine. John Gabriel, what you drinking? I am not drinking anything right now. I, um, I drink a lot of water mm. all day. Mm-hmm. Day. Water is good. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess I I'm the only one. I'm I'm big having big a libation big. today, so I'm I'm, ha- I'm having my good old screwdriver. <laughs> I I always stick with my screwdriver. It's my you know it's my faithful one. <laughs> you guys ready for um a little history of a black boy? Yeah, all right. So today I have Michael Sams. Michael Sams Jr. was born January 7th, 1990 in Galveston, Texas. He is a former American professional football player. He played defensive end for the Missouri Tigers in college and was drafted by the St. Louis Rams in 2014, becoming the first openly gay player to be drafted by the NFL. Learn him and embrace his star power, Michael Sams. So, you know, being an athlete... Um, they have a lot of uh, health that they have to deal with, you know, the, to stay strong when the, you know when they're going out onto the field and things. So, are there some um, things that we, as civilian people, should learn about, uh, you know, staying healthy with uh, exercise? I think discipline is the biggest one, right? Uh, the lesson I learned, especially when I started working out, was that without discipline, you're not going to get any resort. resort mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And so, you, so just being constantly active and, and just doing what you set out to do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. out yeah. Mr. Marshall, what do you I, think of that? Um, you know, I think... Um, I think in the black community, or for black men, we only see exercise or participate in exercise when it's um, when, when athletes are, uh, which is unfortunate. Because mm. we just don't go out there and tell all of ourselves, you know, just to go out and just kind of exercise and we like to get them involved in those different activities. Mm. So um, I think it needs to be something that's just naturally done. A part of our life, not just because you are a part of some kind of athletic um, team or an athletic activity. In addition to that, I think one of the things that a lot of people know is that just like you have, you know, guys that do their weight in general, yeah. if you always talk about losing weight, no one really pays attention to the guys that are them who want to gain weight. Mm. And with that, uh, like running and being very athletic, for someone to call me skinny was just like calling a fat person. Mm. And so I literally tried to kill myself as a child growing up all this weight, not understanding the anatomy or the different types of body types. You know, you have the egg, you have the mesomorph, you have all these different body types and what the body type that you have a real on what you want to look at. So um, I would definitely want to just kind of put that out there. Mm. That B, I call it the S word. Don't call me the S word. Right. L for safety. He's going to throw on at you. <laughs> yeah. 
You said something would be thrown at you. Yeah, so Sean, what do you think about, um, are there some things that you've been, during this quarantine time, are there some exercises that you've been doing, you know, to stay healthy? Well, it's interesting that you should ask me that. I'm actually down here. Um, I don't want to move around and show you guys, but uh, I um, um, have invested in a, a few uh, resistance bands. Um, and when the, the weather is favorable, um, I had been playing tennis a little bit uh, prior to, but really trying to pick up, pick that back up and get some cardio in. Right. Uh, that's the main thing is to, to have a little bit of structure, mm. to continue to have structure. You know, um, the first, I'd say maybe three weeks, you know, it was just kind of like I'm chilling. Mm. And, you know, for me, I'm, I love comfort food. Mm. And so in the midst of not knowing what's going on, you know, um, going to eat yeah, I'm going to eat what I want right and uh so I had to quickly like come to a place where okay we're going to be you know quarantined or you know our 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 lifestyle is going to really going to shift for a little while so I have to adjust and so I think the thing that's helped me is uh having structure mm. uh and this is I'd say relatively I got we got more stuff maybe about three weeks to go mm-hmm. um just you know doing stuff in the morning so I have a uh, I'm trying to implement a um, a 7 a.m., a 6 a.m., 6 p.m. routine. So either one or both, if I'm inclined, I'll do some type of activity. And I've kind of subscribed to some. Uh, Shanti has a new workout, and I follow him. Mm. Um, Effective Fitness, um, right. I've been following them on mm. their okay. media platforms on social media. Uh, so just trying to just keep moving, keep active, and. Um, try to have structure um, not only with the exercise but That's other nice. things as well you know, yeah I'm passionate about music and stuff um for me this has been a outlet for me to do other things and mm. and to really focus so for, mm. for this for me it's it's been a great time period for me mm. um right know, in the midst of what's going on right yeah, yeah. That's yeah I, I invested in a bike I don't know if you guys saw me posting yes I, I named her a uh, nippy <laughs> Yes. That's, that's so awesome. I've been that's biking awesome. all over the place. It's been crazy. Yeah. So, and it actually helps with, you know, get your heart rate up. Um, you know, it, and I do feel a lot better. You know, um, they say it, biking helps with your joints. It helps, um, you know, uh, yes. get movement in, in your joints and things. List. So, that is on my to do list next month. Yes. <laughs> I've been looking for a bike. I've gone to four different Walmarts mm. and have not been able to find any. You know what? <laughs> yeah, you got order. They, you I went order. up in there too. Yeah. Child, they was gone. I put them together. I help you. It might look like a triangle when you finish. When I finish it, yeah. a but good old triangle. Try, you need to try your Goodwill. You need to try your thrift shop. Yep. You need to try your uh, car well, shop. Yeah. Well, now I'm. I'll probably do that now that everything is opening back up. Yeah. I'm able to do it. But I went to the Goodwill on the West End and they were still closed like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I tried to, I did that. I went to um, a good, I went to the Goodwill first and they didn't have any bikes in there. Um, but I did pick up some, some weights. Some, they had some, those free weight things there. So I did get some of those. Um, but I had to, I actually had to go to a bike shop, like literally go to a bike shop. Cause I went, I went to Walmart, I went to Target, I went everywhere and they just, everybody was out of bikes. <laughs> so yeah, I literally had to go to a bike shop to, to get one. What would encourage you to get a bike? I mean, that, I don't think it would cross anybody's mind to buy a bike. So what happened was my brother and I were walk. we walked from West End and up to Lindbergh. So we were on a walk. And next thing I know, we're in front of the bike shop. <laughs> they got all these bikes outside and he has a bike and he's been trying to get me to get a bike for so long. And I, he was like, I was like, I really like that bike. And that was the first bike I looked at. I walked right up to it. I was like, I like this bike. And the guy came out and he said, like, I only have three left. And um, you can put it on layaway if you want. But he's like, once these three are gone, we won't have any more of these, these types of bikes anymore. And uh, so I was like, um, okay, I'll take that one. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was my uh, my bike thing. It ha- it does come in a, a make me feel a lot a lot healthier. So, are there um, are there some tips that we 
should all know about trying to eat a little healthier? Like, uh, what are you, what are, what are you doing um, differently with your food to make it a little healthier? Oh, oh yeah. I would say, what, what have you done differently with how you prepare your food to make it a little healthier? Um. So I'm gonna be brutally honest. I am honest. I have not been damn on my healthy right now. So number one was spoil. Uh, my mom cooks all my food. Number one. So oftentimes when I do prepack or I kind of cook my food, or usually on Sunday for the whole week. But during this pandemic, I mean, she's just been literally cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm. And so I have been pretty much like Sean. I've been eating a lot of comfort food. Mm. And I've been really working out. I go for little walks every now and then. Right. But I've been enjoying that comfort food. And so this mm. um, pandemic for me, it has been a huge, huge adjustment. Mm. And just trying to understand me dealing with stuff that I might have not deal with because my life is really busy. And so when everything kind of came to a halt, yeah. me trying to adapt to the new this new normal has been a little difficult. So with that said, yeah, I... I not you think there's it's non-existent like yeah I, you know what i did try a little bit john like okay so remember remember when we did the honors and we had that fried fish so i i love some fried fish i really do <laughs> but i was like i can't eat this all the time so i did start i did start grilling my fish you know so and and maybe and trying to steam some vegetables instead of just you know eating potatoes and rice all the damn time <laughs> at least try to get some vegetables in there that's what i've been trying to do how about you how about you john what you been I, doing i think what i have not done <laughs> 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 Um, is that I stopped baking as much bread because I tried uh, right before the bits, I started getting into baking bread, mm-hmm. pounds of bread. And so you know, I love to be in the kitchen. And so I just stopped baking bread. Mm. <laughs> like, the most I think in, in the whole time I baked was uh, non bread. Mm. And I baked like a little bit of that. Okay. But I try not to do that. I try not to. If I have to eat, not eat late. Mm. That's one thing that I'm trying to do. And uh, what I am going to do, I was supposed to do it today, but with the rain and with so much work, I wasn't able to get to it. Is uh, go buy a ninja, uh, ninja foodie. Mm. Oh, ninja food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a new thing I Yeah, my friend, my friend, two, my goblins and my friend both bought one, and they say that his so much better because you have fried chicken with no oil uh the same thing with fish and stuff like that so okay that's what that's because like oh yeah i love my comfort food and i love to cook mm-hmm. and if i'm not cooking if i'm not cooking tofu i'm cooking puerto rican food which is not anywhere near mm. <laughs> healthier Sad, so, right yeah. <laughs> i bet <laughs> I, yes different like i usually literally eat 50% fruits and vegetables, and then I have my meat, and I usually dump the carbs. I usually replace my carbs with fat, so that either my oils or my avocados or my walnuts, um, uh, almonds. But again, since I've been in this pandemic, I have been on starchy type foods, but I usually, mm-hmm. I usually don't eat that stuff. So I did switch up from ice cream to sherbet. <laughs> So I was like, you know, the sherbets are probably a little healthier than the actual ice cream, but I love ice cream. Is that what you yourself, Harvey? You went from dairy to sugar. It's <laughs> <laughs> a baby steps. Baby steps. It's okay. baby steps. I'm telling you. Okay. That's what it is. It's, it's baby okay. steps. It's <laughs> okay. Trust me. Yes. I, I, you know, I, I, you, we got to try something. We got to try, you know. We got every step. Every step matters. Uh, Sean, have you ever um, have you ever gardened, like you know, um, made your own food, like your your greens or fruits or anything like that? Have you ever done any kind of gardening? I've helped someone, um, and, and actually, in the coming months uh, or coming weeks, I'm gonna actually start doing that. 
uh, once we get situa- situated in the new um, place we're moving in. Mm. But I have assisted with someone like last year. Mm. It was great. Um, everything tastes better. Mm-hmm. Everything is, I mean, it's, it's pretty addictive. Yeah. Um, because everything is a lot, it tastes better. I mean, it started with tomatoes to strawberries, um, yes. carrots, potatoes. Mm-hmm. So it really makes you think about what we get in the stores compared to the general um, mm-hmm. stores. Right. Everything has been processed. And to me, even or now, this is just me, mm-hmm. something that comes out of like a personal garden, even to me, tastes different than some of the stuff that's sold as organic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just me. You know, a lot of people, you know, it's a huge market. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything, you know, is organic this and organic that. But to actually have it just grown and actually taste it right, you know, out of the garden, yes. to me is, is even better. And yes. I'm not saying, you know, not demoting, you know, people to not to go organic, but mm-hmm. it is a difference. When yeah. You actually grow it. So, yeah, especially when you can you grow up with this. My great I was just talking to my mom about this the other day about my great grandma. Uh she had this beautiful garden. Um I was fortunate enough to have a, a lot of time with the great grandparent. A lot of people don't have the uh, and I mean I had her until I was well into my 20s. Um so um she had this beautiful garden. Oh my god, she had so much stuff back back rhubarb. She had be- bean vines all up the fence and stuff, tomatoes. And you know, we would go back there and pick our own vegetables and things because she just really the only thing she really got from the store was like meats and things, you know. You know, she needed to do that, but all of her vegetables she grew in her backyard. <laughs> and a lot of these kids don't don't even know anything about that. That smell was like with that smell, the fresh, you know, mm. the, the um, all the smells in a garden like that. I yeah. I haven't experienced that since like I was young. Yeah, like, uh, my mother had um, a sitting area in her uh, in her garden, and it was just with the breeze and stuff going. She would be back there or with her wine, and we couldn't be back there too long because that was her like oasis. <laughs> and it just smells so good. I, I think about that like. I am hoping in the next um, two seasons of of good weather, you know, um, I want to have something similar like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really soon. So I'm looking forward to to get my hands in the uh, the dirt, and mm-hmm. doing all the things that that she did, and yeah. I really, really. Am. It would be really nice. I, I, live, I live right next to a garden, a community garden. Uh, oh. Right my house and I have one box that is in the community garden and on the other side of the house I have three other boxes and I'm growing tomatoes, cucumbers, peppers and um and, and I have the, on the other side I have the the uh the herbs. The love. My grandmama used to always say, "You gotta sing to the garden. Let the garden know you love him. <laughs> you gotta let the garden know. That's when you get the good food out of there." <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. We all grew up with that. My grandmother started me as a little boy in the garden. Mm-hmm. I've always had fresh collard greens, peppers, um, green peppers. We had orange tree. Had strawberry. Even when I was married in my last marriage. Uh, we had a garden in the back of our, our yard with all of that stuff like that. So, That's nice. Always been part of life and since a little boy, always. That's and so. Do you think that um, us growing our own food, um, the things and all of the stuff that they put into the food, the processes and things that they do on these farms, and they go to, to these grocery stores and things. Do you think that that affects our mental health? as well as our physical health? Uh, I haven't read any research on this, but I this is my thought process. Anything that's foreign that I'm putting in my body, my body's going to have to process that at some point. Right? Mm-hmm. 
And so I think anything, again, anything forward, it's going to have an impact on your physical, your emotional, your your cognitive. Um, And so some of those foreign things that I'm thinking about is just those chemical substance that we may or may not necessarily know about. There's a lot. That I am not aware of, and I have to be. There are some things that I am aware of because if you look at the bottom of, uh, you look at the uh, the ingredients, they kind of tell you what's in there. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, yeah, I truly think it has an impact on us. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, John? Well, we know that for sure that sugar is something that's bad. now that we're into this quarantine and people have been sheltered in at home um i worry about some people's mental health um are they really more are they concerned about it are they um freaking out because they are in this shelter in place and how you can't get out and and see people so the the how do we strengthen our um or i should say improve our mental health how do we get? How do we get back to improving it? Because I know there's going to be a lot of people when we come out of this quarantine that are going to need some assistance. You know. <laughs> well, number one is getting out the house. Um, so one thing that we have been discussing is that uh, people that stay in the house are suffering from uh, low vitamin D because they're not out in the sun. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, stuff that we done built up <laughs> we are not meant to stay inside <laughs> no not at all sean so do you what do you think about um relationships playing a part in our overall health relationship do you think that as in interaction with people well any any okay so i was gonna just narrow it down to a specific like romantic relationship but any relationship that you have it could be a relationship with a brother with a sister with a parent do you think that your relationships with other people play into your your health your overall health mental health and as it relates to other people i think it will like john was saying we you know we're we're not created to to be um in this um environment that we're in right now mm-hmm. uh, we are our default generally speaking uh, we're made to interact with people mm-hmm. um, that's how we are grown into uh, and to learn how to uh, conduct ourselves in society as opposed to maybe someone that's grown and they're isolated it's a different behavior pattern as they grow up so our human um, I don't know our timeline of, of growing up is we are culturally learned by interacting with people. So with that being said, you go through all of that in life and then you come to a place where you have to 
um, become isolated, mm. I think it's really, really, it's a huge adjustment. Right. Uh, and I like the fact that technology has really saved a lot of us, which, you know, we're um, definitely a lot of more people, including myself, are utilizing. My mom is on uh, video chat now, which is mm. kind of, it's an adjustment for me because she <laughs> likes to do it. And she thinks it's really cute to catch me, you know, off guard. I'm like, girl, I got all my do-rag and stuff on my face. I will not right. talk to you at o'clock <laughs> in the morning. I'm not doing that. You know, so... I, I love it that she's, you know, she's retired. She's old school. She, you know, had her computer um, with the Skype for, this is an example, for mm. like six months. She had a plant on top of it. She was not using technology. That's just not something. But now she yeah. took the plant off. Now she's hitting the, you know, Skype. And now she's learned Duo. And mm-hmm. now she's, you know, got the smart. She upgraded to a smartphone. So mm-hmm. for me, I've been definitely, definitely uh, enjoying the process um, with her and, and to jump on board and, and take advantage of technology has helped, but it's nothing like the, the in-person experience. Yeah. Myself, uh, the things I love to do requires me uh, to interact with people in person. So I think after a while, you know, weeks turn into months and it's, it is an adjustment. And for people that maybe don't have a lot of people, like I check on a lot of people, Mm-hmm. Whoa, why did my phone fall off? <laughs> hey. Uh-oh, there it went. <laughs> what do you think, uh, DB? Um, uh, regards to relationship? Yeah. Do you but think a, your relationship plays into? Back off of John. What John is saying about vitamin D deficiency is absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. You definitely need to get out. The recommended um, dose of vitamin D supplements, if you should take them, should be 600 I. <laughs> at least um, a day sometimes if you have a, a really, really, really low deficiency, then probably twice a day, but always follow up with your physician. Mm-hmm. So good job for bringing that to our attention, John. Mm-hmm. Um, regarding relationships, they are so important. <laughs> so mm-hmm. important. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I, and I say this all the time, support system, support system, support system is going to determine if you go left or right mm-hmm. or if you go straight. I've known many people that have been on the edge. And when I mean on the edge, ready to commit suicide, thinking about suicide, mm-hmm. don't, ready to give up, don't have hope. And they get that one call from that particular somebody mm-hmm. to say, hello, what's going on? How are you doing? Yep. And you never know who's on the edge. And I tell people all the time, if you mean spirit, if you have something negative, say, just don't say it. Mm-hmm. You never know was at that point and yeah. they need to hear your voice your angelic voice just to pull them out the ground so i think our relationships are really really important but what i do think we need to do especially in this time right now is assess our relationships everybody that's around it in our circle don't need to be in our circle mm. they're not good for us mm-hmm. and so we need to take a step back and assess those relationships because we need to understand where we're going our purpose and the people that is around us going to assist us to get into that goal and that purpose in life Mm, that you know i didn't even think about that but yeah we really do um need to this is a good time to start to assess who is around you and what how what kind of energy they're bringing to you and how it's affecting you you know because you may be going through your own thing the um feeling a certain type of way because of this shelter in place thing but you may be having your own thing that you're going through which is not not you're not on the edge but you still may just have your thing that you're just going through and if there are people that are around you that are feeding into that 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 energy and they're feeding into that part of your uh energy then um you don't want you want people to to be able to uplift you and inspire you and encourage you um not the ones that are coming by like you said that if you get the negative nannies that are always in your ear and saying this and don't do that and don't don't be like this and, all that. and it's like no i i have to process this myself you know i'm going through this myself but so yeah this is a great time to assess and get you know get some people that should not be there there <laughs> and here's a quick good tool that everybody who watches this is what you do Look at who has called you the past week. Just look at who just called and say, hey, how you doing? Who done sent you that message, that text message on Facebook message. That's all. You don't have to go and do anything big. Just look at who has been paying attention to you. It's that simple. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I, wanted, I wanted to bring a focus to uh, that question around uh, relationships. Uh-huh. And it's that uh, about two, three weeks ago, I posted 
about my privilege and, and blessing that I am quarantined with two roommates who I actually like, who I have a good relationship with. And I say that that's a privilege because what we've seen, and I just looked it up, that uh, the number of um, domestic abuse uh, yeah. cases yeah. In, during this pandemic has risen by 20%. It's crazy. Child abuse. Last year in April of 2019, there was a roughly a one million reports, and now um, they see as much as 4.1 million of abuse. And what I'm wow. well, the reason I'm that is because during this time, whatever your relationship is, has been exacerbated. It has been yes. exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we need to really keep that in mind that right now, the way that, that we were keeping the numbers down, for, especially for child abuse, was through school, right? The, the, the school professionals were the ones that were catching it and reporting it. Mm-hmm. That middle person is gone. Yeah. Um, the, the the way to 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 for a spouse to get out or to or to seek help in a domestic abuse abusive relationship mm-hmm. was it time that they were able to get out the house. Yes. And now they, so these are the, so when when we talk about the relationship this time we have to really look at what your relationship was before mm-hmm. COVID, right? Mm. And how COVID has magnified. Yep. Yeah. We definitely um, need to talk about that. That that's a whole nother show about that. You know the yeah. the the, rela- the You know the relationship yeah. and the, the child abuse and all that stuff. That's yeah. But um. So I have three. I have three really fun questions for you guys. So all of you can answer. No, they're really they're uh-huh. really fun. I'm gonna go into my little fanny yeah, pack and I'm gonna get girls. these. <laughs> No, they're really fun. Okay. So, um, toilet paper. Are you a top or a bottom? When you put the toilet paper on the roll, is it over under? You get prepared for these answers. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How you wipe or how you No, how you put no, how you put it on the roll. So, over or under? Thank you. <laughs> Over is the way to go. Listen, what about? It's funny you mentioned that because I was actually gonna. And I haven't hit the uh, send button, but I was actually gonna speak on that because mm-hmm. it aggravates the hell out of me when I see it under. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I am used to seeing it over in, in especially in hotels or mm-hmm. really nice hotels. I like folded with little design. Yeah, but yeah. You know, and I'm, yes, I'm so, and I'm so, I know. Don't go Because I'd be like. You know what I'm I love that I'm such a perfectionist. So when I have guests come over, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, be, I'll do that. People be like, what? why is this like this? I'm like, I don't know. It's the game. I don't know. I just <laughs> It has to be over. If I'm at somebody's house, if I'm at a party or something, I will change it. Like, I did I that. Oh, my God. I I sure did. I should. I should. I switched that thing right over. I was like, this is wrong. Why they got this up here like this? You can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> so um this is actually a fun one i like this question um so what's your best scar story star a scar so scar. yes your you, so every scar that you have on your body has a story oh, scar. uh-huh scar. yeah so what's your uh john what's your uh what's yours i don't know if it's my best scar <laughs> But I have a scar on the left side of my hip. Mm-hmm. So in 2000, and 2000, I think, if not 2001, I was hit by a drunk driver on my way to work. Wow. Yeah, 
so it broke everything from the waist down. Literally, it broke everything from the waist down. Lungs collapsed, head trauma. Oh my God. Infusion. I mean, like, it was like. I was in ICU for like two and a half weeks in a wheelchair for months. So I was it is um Scott's story because mm. I was told I was never gonna walk again. It was very close to amputating my legs. Damn. And so yeah, it, it was I'll never forget. It was the final surgery. They was like, we're gonna try this bone graft. If this bone graft do not work, we're gonna mm-hmm. amputate your and so basically a bone graft is just like shattered and the bone adhesive. When they did that, man, um, I started, I was out thinking products, I was exercising and the whole thing, and finally they started the deal. But mm. fast forward, they told me I was never going to walk again. I walked. And then they say, well, you always going to have a lift in your walk. Look at me, you'll never tell I had a lift. And now I run marathon, so that's my best. Option. You know what? You see how we work? You see how we work? <laughs> <laughs> he should have went last. Yes. Listen, I can't you are covered, honey. Yes, God. Yes. I can't, I can't come behind that. <laughs> so I have, I can't, I don't know if y'all can see it. Y'all probably can't see it, but I have a little scar right there. Uh huh. On your pinky? Oh, um, right. My little pinky, yeah. Oh, okay. So, when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. um, I used to steal food from from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I know where this going. Uh-huh. There was no cookies <laughs> that could survive, that could be hidden from me. Mm-hmm. There was, and then I love Chef Wardy. I can't, you know, Chef Wardy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so my mom had ready feathers, and, you know, me being greedy, I went and took the cat. Now, mind you, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just knew that if I took this, this thing and put it on this can and just move that little wheel thing oh. and it would open, right? Uh-huh. It opened a little bit. And then my mom is like, what you doing? I found nothing. And I'm over here sneaking under the bed trying to open it with my hand. Oh, no. And my pinky got stuck in the can. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, Lord, <laughs> Mm. You know how you raise up like 
get out of my face. Mm-hmm. Well, when he did that, he, um, you know, hit my forehead. Oh, no. So I was like, oh. whoa. And so did like, he try to you know, scar? Did he try to apologize? He said, he what? Did he try to apologize afterwards? Oh, yeah. He apologized. He was kind of shocked, you know, that it happened. Um, you know, but so it wasn't like, a, it's still an intentional thing. Okay. And I say that to anybody that comes to me with advice or that's in an abusive situation. Like, I don't, you know, currently with my partner, like, I don't even like his, if he raised his tone a certain way, like, I pull, I turn into, like, an African violet. <laughs> I will pull back and get so quiet. Because, no. you know, I had to, like, get help with that um, to come out of that relationship. And mm. first off, I had to pray. Because um, I was in a loop trying to get away from him from that point on. Mm-hmm. When he hit me, um, and I tried to get away, he would pull me back in. I tried to get away. I was in a loop for about maybe seven months after that happened. Mm. And what I understand about abuse is it's not easy. Um, I had to pray about that thing and everything fell into place after that. I really don't share that with people. Um, but it was crazy. It was crazy. So Mm. now moving into a relationship and in my older, you know, more mature years, you know, you, you can't push. And I tell people that, you know, and I'm not the author or the, you know, expert, but you don't push red buttons um, nope. in relationships. You don't demasculate a man. You don't. It's so many things that we do in a relationship that are so um, that are not healthy, and we do it to to win an argument, to to get over on a person, to prove a point. And learning back then, I mean, it it, it it's a waste of time and energy. And mm. now in my forties, like. Listen, you want to do uh, whatever today, that is fine. I have no issue. I'm more laid back than I, I was back then on a lot of stuff because stress literally will kill you. Mm. It'll take you out of here. So you I sure don't will. stress about a lot of things with my relationship with people. But yeah, my scar, it's about the only scar I have. Mm. And I used to be so conscientious. I used to be so paranoid about it. Mm. But it's my story. And I'm yeah. proud um, that I survived that relationship. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I try to tell people every day, you know, that, that I come in contact with and I have a conversation about that. If you get into a relationship and they're abusing you and they say they're not going to do it again, mm-hmm. the high chances of it happening again is it's going to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> That's where that mental health comes into place. That self-esteem, you know, the confidence and things to be able to uh, have the strength to come up out of there. So... Uh oh, it's time for game of the day. And okay. this is a fun one. I love this one. So it's just a quick question, and I'll, it, you can answer it however you want to answer it one word, a sentence, a whole story, it doesn't matter. So, um, the uh, animal you're scared of the most. <laughs> DB, you, don't, you, you must love all animals. <laughs> um, yes, I do love just about all animals. But I guess the thing that I'm probably scared of the most is not I am I guess it's a reptile. So if a snake comes anywhere near me Oh I, yeah, I can't do no snakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll holler. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the last woman. <laughs> who that one man screaming? <laughs> You're like, oh, that's me. <laughs> who is that white woman over there screaming? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll move the snakes. Okay. All right, John, how about you? You say any. <laughs> I just think any animal that I'm not supposed to be near or that's supposed to be near me is what scares me. So, mm. yeah. So, any lions, tigers, bears, or oh my. Mm, you said all of it. So, so there's no camping for you, right? No, you you can't go out into the wilderness because you like uh uh-uh. uh no. Yeah. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Oh my god. But it's funny because. Well, I don't like cats. Mm. Don't like them. Okay. But I'm starting to get used to dogs. Mm. And I've had, I've had dogs when I was a kid mm-hmm. and then didn't have them. Um, 
this whole thing, this whole mess that happened with that lady in in that uh, in, in Central Park. Uh huh. Oh my God. So, so <laughs> it's something that I always say because I would have been him. I would have been him because I always say that uh, I hate when when dogs run up on me. Yeah. You know, even if they're being friendly, because what I tell people all the time, dogs are friendly until they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I like like you shouldn't have your your dog out of his leech. You're not, yeah. I don't know if the dog has a bad day. I don't know if the dog has a bad day. Right, <laughs> you but, just don't you know. know. There's always accidents that happen, mm-hmm. and, and the first thing you hear the owner say is like, "Oh, I don't know what happened. He never done this." Yeah. Well, it's my luck. It's, it happened on the day. I'm the one that I'm the one that he decided to bite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to warm up to dogs. Yeah, I, I get. I'm like Doctor Doolittle because we grew up with. Uh, we didn't have parakeets. We didn't have gerbils, rabbits, cat, dog. Uh, yeah, so I've just had we. Oh. Me and my siblings, we had just about every pet. My, I had a roommate that had guinea pigs. So yeah. Mm. Yeah, as a kid, I did. Yeah. I had. Mm-hmm. I had guinea pigs and parrots and and. All kinds of birds. Yeah. Mom, I, I think my mom used to be a bird in her former life. Oh, see, so you know what? Uh, oh. <laughs> I can't stand it. <laughs> I had a rabbit. Um, I had a rabbit that died, and then they cooked it. I was like, what? <laughs> what they did? What? <laughs> the rabbit died, and then they they were they made this. And so I was like, what is this? And they were like, well, it's, it's, it's just like chicken. No, it's not like chicken. No <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Your pet died and they I, cooked I, I, it I, up. I, I can't stand it. I, you know what? <laughs> I was not ready for that. I was not ready for that. Yeah, I wasn't ready for that. Uh, DB, who is your Hollywood crush? Oh, my God. Um. So my Hollywood I'm not into pop culture like that. Mm. So my Hollywood, my Hollywood, my Hollywood crush. I don't know. Mm. It's a, you know, well, um, I had a, I had one. Well, someone that you okay. I shouldn't say crush. Maybe someone that someone that you admire. Mm. No, get down to the dirty. dirty, dirty. You say get down to the dirty. Oh my God. Um, I guess if I had to choose, uh, so this is this new, I don't even know his name. This is this, have y'all seen this new show called Hollywood Netflix? Yes. Huh? I am so crazy about that black yeah. Yes. What, <laughs> what show, what show? It's called Hollywood, Hollywood. on Netflix. Oh, I Oh, you have to see it. Oh, my I'm God. I'm not into it. I'm trying to get into it. Oh, honey, you, all you need to get into is that black boy. Honey, let me tell you. Uh, I said, oh, my God. Remember that scene from Monsters Ball when Billy Bob Thornton grabbed uh, Halle Berry's cakes, honey? And then in the next scene, he looked like a, he was five years younger. <laughs> she didn't put the berries on his ass. When that boy put that little stuff on that little man up there in, the, in Hollywood, I said, Jesus, he is fine. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's charismatic. He has mm-hmm. eyes. His skin is just silky smooth. Yeah. Okay, let, let me just calm down. See? See? I knew. You were trying to make it easy. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Sean, okay. So, uh, the last question is um, one word that describes your black boy joy. Mm-hmm. Well, he's thinking. How about you, John? Me, I say contagious. Contingence. Oh, okay. Oh, contagious. Oh, yes. I like that. How about you, DB? Mine right now is expansion. 
I have been expanding every part of me, me as a person, mm-hmm. me as a professional, me as a um, an uncle, a brother. I've just been a spiritual man. I've just been really, really been expanding my myself, my horizon, trying to just operate like on, on a different conscious level. There's just certain things that just don't necessarily, you know, kind of um, set me off anymore. I sit back in my my groove and my niche, and I just kind of just ride the wave and allow things to kind of just happen and grow from it. Mm, okay. Sean, did you come up and went over there? I mean, my go-to word is for me and everybody knows that's kind of my my uh, moniker it's free is fearless oh, of know? course <laughs> that's a great word <laughs> yeah i was gonna like come up, up with something something else cute but i mean for me you know fearless fearless you know, we is the one created, we were not created in fear we were not created to uh, be afraid we were created um in an image that empowers us to look within ourselves and find, you know, um, the power uh, that we have mm-hmm. to overcome, to, um, like you said, to reinvent, to, uh, to do so much. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't, we look to other people, we emulate, we copy and the true source of everything that we're supposed to be is within us. But a lot of people don't know how to tap into it tune in and to find ourselves you know Mm -hmm. some people find it uh early in life some people you know late in life Mm -hmm. and my thing i always come to people um, that ask me about stuff like that you know it it, you should never feel bad or guilty whether you find it at 46 or you find it at 16 you know just as as long as you find it it's okay to, Mm -hmm. to interact with the world but you know for me, my legacy, I want to leave a unique imprint. Yes. And you have to be fearless to do that. You definitely, have to do yes. what nobody else is doing in order for that to happen. So Yes. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming on. We I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys had fun. I had fun. <laughs> I had a blast. And, we- and I'm going this area is like a dead zone, so please, please, y'all forgive me. This is like a no. dead zone in this Ellenwood. No, it's Ellen okay. Zone. We'll definitely um, have to have you guys, all of you, back on. I, I really enjoyed this. This was this is one of my one of my really fun episodes. I, this is this was a good one. I like this. So thank you again for coming on. Um, I want to leave you with this: amazing men surround themselves with extraordinary beings. So be extraordinary, and we'll see you next time on the Black Boy Joy Show. You guys say bye. Love y'all. Love you too.